Welcome everybody to If I May. This is Kyle. I got two of my friends with me, Nick and Brent. Uh, Dylan, he's out this week. He's got some army stuff going on, but do we have a doozy for you of an episode? We start off with some simple stuff like how to do butt sledding. We go into some life updates. We've been talking about Game of Thrones a lot the last couple weeks. We touch on it for half a second to say it was bad. And then we go into our life updates because we haven't talked about that for a bit. Hit up some golfing. Nick had a nice tournament. We talk about our golfing skills as well as other skills such as desk building. We go into a cool topic about top five lists, but we don't give you the category. You have to kind of guess the category as we give you the top five. Nick was able to guess mine right away. Very unfortunate, but very impressive. We then talk about some professional games such as MLS and MLB. I went to my first MLS game and we had recently gone to some MLB games. And then we end with just this heronious, heronious, but on all accounts, way that Brent eats cheese curds. It is very un-Wisconsin of him. I, I hope Don't you... Don't knock it till you try it. I hope that you guys are not terribly offended, but that'll be at the very end and you'll have to judge him yourselves. But with that, this is episode 50. Let's go. Brent, you wanted mm-hmm. us to do a life update. You, you... Yes, we've gone away from it and I feel like our lives are once again interesting. Uh, actually, mainly... Last weekend it was Memorial Day weekend, and I haven't really talked to at least Nick for seems like days. Days, days, man. Days on days, days of not talking to Nick. So, so lots of life has happened in between. Uh, actually, we had a really nice weekend. Uh, some college friends came to town, uh, hung out, Heather, and we went on the craziest, coolest adventure of all time: glissading. Glissading. Yeah, good question. Thanks for asking. Uh, Glissading is basically how I consider like sledding for adult. So you rent these ice axes, which look epic. I mean, you're carrying basically what these climbers use to climb up these crazy mountains. You find a mountain that has some snow. You climb up that mountain. We went like four or five miles up this mountain or hiking to and up to the mountain. And then you slide down on your butt. It's crazy. It's awesome. You just, you start, you, you go in. Like I went in. Do you like have like, any specific kind of pants on to make sliding down easier? Like how do you, how are you sliding down your I butt? I think you could do it in any pants because it's, it's very steep and the snow is pretty like crunchy slip or like slick. Uh, I wear rain pants uh, just because you're going to be in the snow. And you're going to be wet regardless. So I was thinking rain pants is the way to go. I made a mistake though. I ended up getting super wet and kind of like scratched up a bunch because you think when you're sledding, right? You want to go as fast as you can. So you start to lay down to, to go quicker. The thing is, if you lay down, the snow just rakes over your back. You're like supposed to sit up the whole time going down. And that way you have a little bit more control and... It doesn't like your shirt doesn't come up and you just get like rashed all over. But it was awesome. You have this phenomenal view. I I was thinking like, hey, no sled. You're not going to go that fast. Like I've been on sledding hills and I've tried, you know, sitting on your butt and going down. You don't go anywhere. But the way the snow was, it was kind of like this crunchy, icy snow. You just slip and slide and oh, it's awesome. It was Probably the, one of the coolest things I've ever done. That reminds me of the amazing. kind of thing we'd do in college where like we'd snag 
trays from like the lunch like area and then go sledding on the lunch trays. That was a good yeah. Time. Except for instead of having a lunch tray underneath you, you don't have anything underneath you, and you have this ice axe, which is your emergency like emergency stop. It's like your e break. Actually, yeah, it, yeah, because you have to like roll over on your belly and shove the ice axe into the snow to try and stop if you're going too quick, uh, which adds a whole nother layer of danger because you're thinking about you're carrying this like pretty sharp <laughs> yeah, right, you're axe carrying an ice axe as you're you. sliding down going <laughs> incredibly quick like just slipping and going and you're just oh it's it's thrilling and, and some parts and we got really lucky we, we made sure to be extra cautious with this but there's parts of the snow because you're on this mountain and it's springtime i mean it's end of may for goodness sake where there's just you go in the snow heather actually almost fell into one of these where you just, there's nothing. It's like a layer of snow and then like a six foot pit where Heather like got a foot stuck in one, I think, but it wasn't the end of the world. But it's just one of those things where it's like, or it's like right next to a mountain so you can like fall in. There's like a big rock cre- crevice basically. Uh, and, and we avoided those and made sure just to go on like kind of the the safer paths. But I, I'd love if you guys come up sometime. You can only do it in like end of may beginning of june because there's a very small window we did it on mount that's when the snow is right or something like that uh so in mount rainier they close off a lot of the roads because of the snow it's like it's a huge national park but they have like it's really dangerous conditions in the winter so they close off a lot of the park so they open it like the weekend before memorial day or the week before memorial day so you have like that little bit before the summer like the summer melts all the snow like you can already tell in spots that it was starting to like switch over into summer, but yeah, it's a very, very cool thing. I I should get some pictures up on social media so people can see it. There, there's a video. Um, we took video of people going down, and the first time I I did this, I'm I'm grabbing on, I go down this really steep part, and I lose control, and I just like the ice axe flies out of my hand. I end up spinning around so you have no way of like then. no, I end up just like going head first, like laying like a starfish, just like when you know once you like slow down. It was head first down um, the mountain is definitely the best way to go down a mountain. So I've oh yeah, it was a it was a giant kind of field area. I mean, it was like a steep mountain hill, but it was just field kind of thing. And oh, it was it's I look really I'm just like flailing around, and all of a sudden I just like turn around and it's like relax and oh. It was it was fun, uh, so that was that was probably my big adventure of Memorial Day weekend. Did you guys do anything crazy or fun for for the weekend? I don't think I did. I think my uh, Juliana and I played tennis Monday, but otherwise we just kind of used it as a chill weekend. Like we just it's not quite nice enough here to go camping yet, or at least not up in the mountains where you want to go camping. Um, there's still like plenty of snow and it's a little cold up there still plus in general we've had like a kind of a cold wave uh in the mountains or just in the area where like it's like 58 59 something like that which is just it's typically already in the 70s almost 80s by this time of year in general plus it's been like super cloudy like a couple days in a row which is super uncommon so i've been told uh because like it's supposed to be the where like this is literally the area of the country with the most sunny days per year kind of thing and to have almost like a week and a half now at this point of kind of cloudy meh weather is like super rare. 
So yeah, we just kind of lit, hung around, didn't do too much and played tennis on Monday because it was a little nicer. And honestly, because it was overcast, it was kind of nice for tennis because you, it, you there was not a sun beating down on top of you while you're, you know, all hopping around, all nimbly bimbly hitting a ball. Wait, so did you guys get snow at all or? Um, the mountains got snow uh, down in the like Lafayette, Louisville, Boulder area. We did not. We got we definitely got a little bit of rain, and which is actually really good. We're officially, I think, us in California are now officially out of drought because of the wow rain slash snow that came down in the mountains slash city area. So that's awesome. That means that when we go camping, we'll be able to start a fire wherever, as long as you know. Obviously, you have to make sure the area is safe for starting a fire, and you have like a. Uh, pit of some sort made up but yeah we should be able to start fires when we do eventually able are able to go camping so that's kind of exciting yeah that's awesome and i know nick you did a sport you did some what was it golf tournament or something yeah every every year my family has a golf tournament at my uh, father's hometown in the upper peninsula it's a real uh small hometown thing where all of the local yokels get back together, uh, <laughs> yokels hang out. <laughs> what are you thing to say? A little goofing, um, and there are all kinds of events and prizes, and a little bit of uh, uh, a few friendly wagers, if you will, um, around the results of this tournament. And I was fortunate enough to again golf with my father. We do a uh, pairing where my father and I are partners. Uh, my father's brother, my uncle, if you're keeping track, and yeah. his son also play, and it's the four of us. My father's who go brother's golfing. second roommate. Exactly. <laughs> it's the four of us who go golfing together, and it's kind of the uh, one opportunity for the four of us each year to get together and um, not have any distractions, just go out, play golf, uh, catch up a little bit. Uh, it's, it's a really cool event that means a lot to me. So always a good time to do that. Uh, my cousin had a wedding he actually attended on mm. Saturday night and then drove overnight from Chicago to the upper peninsula to golf on Sunday. So he was in superhero mode, uh, to make all of that happen. But ultimately golfing went very well before that, uh, Megan and I went to her, family's house in Nina and hung out there for a little bit and yeah, had a lot of fun in the UP Luna did uh, very well. She's our now roughly seven month year old Australian coming up on eight months, actually eight month old Australian shepherd. She was off the leash and there, there didn't appear to be any issues. There were a few other dogs, and they generally have a pack mentality. So we tried it out, and she was very responsive, and we tested her out when she was playing with the other dogs, calling her when she was fully engaged uh, to you know kind of show that, okay, no matter what she's doing, she still understands that she needs to stop and listen to us, which all went very, very well. So that was very encouraging for the training uh, that she's been getting uh, from Megan primarily, frankly, and uh, that's all going uh, very well and according to plan. So the dogs had a lot of fun. Uh, I think Megan had a good time and I got to golf. So all good things. Those are all wins was, right there. If I made, yeah. did, did you win? That's Yeah. How'd you do? No. So the way the tournament is structured, there are three flights. There's uh, the championship flight, 
the first flight and the second flight. Where's the IPA and flight? The second, and the... <laughs> the second flight is uh, for the older folks and people who only golf once a year who um, just want to get out and have some fun. The first flight is probably where I belong because I golf just a little bit more than once a year and have a little bit of natural skill at the game. I won't claim a lot, but um, I beat you in top golf. Yes, you did. At least um, once. That has very little to do with <laughs> that. One time I beat you. Ultimately, the the first flight is probably where I belong because I only play a handful of times each year, and I am kind of okay at hitting the ball. I guess on my best day, oh, you, I'm playing. I, I'm you playing can smack the crap ball. out of the ball. I'll give you that. Right, uh, but on my best day, I, I, I if I put it all together, I'm probably averaging bogey golf, which is for people who don't understand golf, uh, one shot above what is considered the. Uh, average or what it should be. Uh, average isn't the right term, but like the this is how many hits it should take course. you to get yeah. uh, based on the difficulty or length of the course. Right. So uh, on my best day, I am a, a bogey golfer. Um, not that I've never had a birdie, but I've, I can count on one hand how many times I've had a birdie. Um, so it's not a lot, but between the two of us, when you do a scramble style, I mean, it, it means you get two shots at, at, at at the hole each time and I can hit the ball reasonably well. And my father plays golf a lot. So he's quite good. Uh, I feel like I'm holding him back, but he's made it very clear. He doesn't really care about the tournament. Um, I mean, he'll try his hardest to win, but outside of that, um, you know, it's not like he's disappointed or depressed that he's not winning this tournament every year. So I don't feel so awful. You don't but know that. I was in the championship flight this year, which seems um, I should not be in the championship flight, frankly, based on my skill level, but I was, and, uh, we, we had an okay round. Um, we, we had some opportunities. I mean, the way golf goes, you, you remember the best shots, you, you try to forget the worst ones. And at the end of the day, you kind of just say, okay, eh, there were some opportunities that we left on the course or, you know, we, we were kicking, butt. we really, we really nailed it, uh, but there were still one or two more I think we could have had. And, Ultimately, we had a, a good day, not a great day, and I, I think we were uh, probably the middle. We were we were in the second half of the championship flight scoring, so we weren't in the top fifty percent of of the competitors in that area, which is my fault entirely. Uh, my father's a great <laughs> golfer and spends a lot of time doing it, and I am the anchor of this team, not in the sense that I you know hold us down, <laughs> uh, in the sense that I hold us back from what we could be. Uh, but ultimately, you hold them down uh, too, probably. Yeah, yeah. Had a, had a great time. Uh, had a few beverages, uh, as one is like to do in the Upper Peninsula. Well, there at, you at go. Golf tournament. So, I, uh, a, I another successful year. I went golfing this weekend actually at the the pitch and putt, and I I don't know is this a phenomenon that might be just me, but I'll have a great round. I can I'll get on the green within one or two shots, and then I always seem to just and part of my language on this way on this one but like piss it away putting i i don't know for some yeah, reason Brent, if you could watch like your language that would be great all right i will try in the back but <laughs> i can't think of another way to put it other than i just can't i get on the green and then it's if i'm lucky it's two if i'm really lucky if i'm like unlucky it's four or five if i and may that's actually one of my my strongest uh aspects for our team I am a a very straight putter. 
uh, with respect to, um, and it's, it's, it's a competition, but when you're in a group like my uncle, my father, and my cousin and I, you, you want to be strategic. You want to help one another out. You want to have that success. Um, so that all four of us will look at a ball and say, okay, here's where we think it's going to break. And mm -hmm. I'm really good at following the instructions where if they say hit it here and hit it with enough speed to go this far, uh, I, I'm very good at gauging, okay, this is what they're thinking and this is how that translates into actually putting. And I've had a lot of success doing that and putting is one of my strong suits. I'd say my weakest this last weekend was driving. I can, I mm -hmm. this per Kyle and, and you were there as well, Brent, I can hit the ball really well. I, I can, but <laughs> keeping it straight is, is a, another challenge. Yeah, that whole aiming but what thing. I was able to bring, what I was able to bring to the table this last weekend for my father was my putting, which was, uh, I will call above average. I mean, we, we weren't great. Nothing was fantastic, but uh, my, my putting I'd like to think was one of my strongest aspects. And I would, I would place it as above average. My, my putt was either close enough where it was a, a definite gimme or it was in. And if it was close enough and a definite gimme, then my dad could take a stab at it and really try and go for it. And that, benefits us a lot so yeah that putting I, I i totally get you want to avoid those three putts and um, oh, yeah. a little more time at the putt putt golf courses mm -hmm. and you'll be just fine yeah it's like four four seven four seven like oh if we could get rid of the sevens i'd be a decent golfer uh kyle have you golfed recently at all or plan on doing it I Besides think the top golf the experience last time i went legit golfing was when i did the golfing merit badge in boy scouts uh, there was, in order to do that, I think there was like two or three weekends in a row where we had to go to a golf course and like the first weekend or something like that was just learning how to putt slash swing like, like irons. And then the second weekend was like more putting slash swinging irons. And then we went to like driving as well to like get, you know, that motion. And then the third weekend, I think was just playing the game or maybe the second weekend, like the afternoon was you know, playing a game while the morning was more training for Boy Scouts. But, uh, yeah, I, I do want to get out golfing. I, at Top Golf, I can get the ball to go where I want it to go, which I feel like is a pretty big plus. One of the very first times as an adult I swung a golf club was actually at a family vacation at some cabins. And my uncle is, and my cousins are like huge golfers. And they had their, they had some, old crappier clubs there with a bunch of crap golf balls they didn't care about. And they were teeing them off into the lake trying to hit, like there's an Island that was, you know, maybe 150, 200 yards out. And they're like aiming for a tree or, you know, they just aim for random stuff to like aim at. And my very first swing as an adult, I actually like hit the tree that they were all aiming for. And I'm like, Oh, I'm done. Like I'm out. <laughs> I took it like, so I took a couple extra swings after that just to have a good time. But I feel like it, like I can put the ball where I want to put it. I just have not actually golfed at a golf course. I've been meaning to. I think I want to get my own. Like I don't have a golf set or a golf club set or anything like that. So, I mean, I've heard if I want something halfway decent, like I want to get a golf club set that's not, I don't want to pay a lot of money for it because I don't think I'm going to be golfing that often. But I want something that, number one, won't be embarrassing if I go on like a business trip or something like that as far as like a, 
dude, that's a $100 Walmart set. You know, I want something a little nicer than that. Mainly, I want something that's not going to put me at a disadvantage while going. Hey, now, Walmart, Walmart is a great place to shop. So not if for, I may. Uh, golf clubs. Yeah. I've heard that the budget I'm looking for is between like $300 and $500. Somewhere in that range, I can get something that's okay. You know, at least, you know, halfway competitive. If I may track the the set of golf clubs that I had initially for probably 10 years of my life at least was a either a 200 or 300 dollars special which may have been like end of season uh package at like dick sporting goods in, in appleton and my dad picked it up for me to have my own clubs and nothing special but you'd never be embarrassed no it's not a tailor-made set no it's not a titleist you know brand name uh, you know thousands of dollars for each club uh, but you can get all your irons, you get a, a putter, and you get a couple drivers, and you're you're fine. Uh, you can spend uh, as much money on the game as you want to, and uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, you cannot buy a better score. Having better clubs will not make you a, a better golfer. Now, it can make a slight difference if you buy the fanciest driver on the market and you're swinging it correctly. Um, you might be able to get an additional, you know, 20, 30 yards out of the ball. But will that pull everything together? No. At the I, I, end yeah, of the day, I've heard more of it's a, like a durability kind of thing rather than a skill kind of thing. Exactly. So that was my first point. And then second point, if if my comments about my finishing and championship flight weren't proof enough, I, I thought I'd share a brief story with you. Uh, just a oh quick anecdote. It's time Nothing for long, a story. But- no, yeah. no, 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 no. Go for it. Um, the, the, the thought I was going to share there on my story there is um, just because I was in championship flight does not mean that I am at all a good golfer. I think it was not two or three years ago. I was golfing, I believe, with my father at his old club. So maybe it was three years ago. And a time where I teed off. And the tee box was near another uh, green, as most uh, golf courses are set up. You go from the green to a tee box, uh, and you go through the course that way. You go down the the course. I'm not going to tell you how golf works. but um, (laughs) You aim at the hole with the flag. Strangest thing. So I'm sitting at the tee box, and there's a group of of folks who my dad evidently knows – uh, or they were just really jolly, I don't know, who were getting off of the green. They had just finished their their hole, and they were moving on. And it, it wasn't coming up to our tee box, but they had to wait for us. Sometimes there's some crossing that occurs in the golf course. And I go to tee off, and uh, I'm not very good. And uh, there are people watching now, which, of course, inevitably makes things a little worse. Able to yell and that four number? Two. Because when I went to tee off on the ball, I hit the ball and it shot left at what I'm going to call a greater than uh, 45 degree angle, approximately uh, 60 degrees to my left. So if you're keeping track, that's about my 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock almost. I mean, you're you're, you're talking uh, about... 9 o'clock, 9.30, uh, shot straight left with how I hit it, just horribly. Only thing is, there was a really big tree right in that direction, and the ball crack came bouncing back directly at me. 
not two feet from where I had just hit the ball off the tee. Um, so yeah, the, the, don't let the the idea that I'm in quote unquote championship flight uh, mean anything whatsoever because uh, uh, less than two or three years ago, yeah, I uh, it's I like a balls back thing off. in beer pong, right? You just get to go again. It's like a free mulligan because it came back. Uh, if you're in a tournament, no, uh, that is not a free <laughs> mulligan. If, if I you're may, golfing on your own and you're embarrassed hey, as all hell, what the, what the judges you don't can say, call it a mulligan. You can if call I, it a mulligan, but in your soul of souls, y- you know you just wasted a stroke in, and it was not pretty. If I may, that is legitimately a, a joke about golfing, where there's a man who's a foot or two in front of the tee. The piano announcer says, sir, you have to start back at the tee. You, you, can't, you can't start ahead, like two feet ahead. And he's like, it's my second shot. So you are legitimate. I, I definitely butchered it because I haven't heard that joke in for a while. But I've literally Nailed just heard. It. I've heard. I've heard Nick's story as a joke. So I'm impressed that actually happens in real life, though. If I may, are you saying that my golfing is a joke, sir? <laughs> what am I to you, a joke? Is, no, no, is my, go- my golfing is no laughing matter. This is very serious. It's a tournament, Brent. A tournament where they if keep may, score in, and everything. In in other news, uh, life events for this weekend, I have created the three main slabs for my desk that I'm building. I've been uh, kind of busting my butt doing all kinds of woodwork and sanding and still have a lot of work to do. And I'd like to get some pictures up for you guys to see. I think between the three of us, I've sent a couple Snapchats or a Marco Polo here and there. But um, I have the three main slabs. I have a few more little tweaks and additions to clean it up and then I need to take it into the jet sander to get it all cleaned up as far as leveling everything out start building the base but the so woodworking may, is- real quick I don't think you want a jet sander initially I think you want a planer initially to get it down that's going to help you way easier and way faster than a jet sander yeah only I need a planer that would allow me to get through about 30 inches which I don't know if that exists uh, um, for that you literally can affordable. like the width is going to be the big thing to get a big enough one that can hit, handle that width. Uh, That's what I'm saying. But the, the width is 30. The length is eight feet. Hmm. Yeah. You're going to find like a local shop. There's no way unless you're going to hand a jet sander or a jet sander. No, there's a, there's a uh, shop in Northeast Minneapolis evidently that I've reached out to that has a jet sander that can get through like 36 inches or almost 40 inches. Um, and I'm just going to have to run it through the jet sander a bunch. There's only one of the three pieces that I did before I got a jig from my neighbor. Um, it is a little bit bowed, so I may have to cut, like I'm hoping no more than an eighth of an inch, um, sand it off essentially uh by this jet sander so yeah it'll take a little bit but i've got the three pieces in there and that'll be a lot faster than using my uh random orbital sander to try and manage the entire length of the board but um at any rate uh where i was going with that is i was doing the woodworking and i'm really enjoying that and uh, we had an idea before we started recording to do some top five lists and i'm going to jump into that right now uh, oh, okay. rather than save that can for I, the can end I, can i quick uh, do uh, my life update you know kyle i just frankly don't care yeah no you're good <laughs> no that brings back like painful memories of our first few i mean this is episode 50 it brings back some painful memories of we'd get to the end of episodes and i'd be like oh, i haven't shared my life update yet but 
At least I got it out of the way first. It's hard, Go man. It's so, hard yeah, being third. Right? Well, after after Endgame coming out, I decided to start reading all the Infinity Gauntlet comic book series. There's like five different storylines that are part of like the Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity Stone, like, uh, I guess, you know, collection of comics. And like, to be honest, like growing up and I, I didn't ever read comic books like if there was a comic book, it was definitely like one of those free comic books. It was always like, Oh sweet. Like a comic book, like awesome. But like, I never was into it enough to like uh, buy them or follow any stories where I was able to like, you know, wait each week for the next issue. Like it just, it just wasn't my thing. So this is legitimately besides graphic novels. I think I've read, I've read a couple of graphics novels, like Watchmen, uh, mouse. That might be it. But, (laughs) uh, so I started going through the Infinity Gauntlet series. I got through Thanos Quest and Infinity Gauntlet. And just to kind of like get the comic version of that storyline, definitely a lot different than the uh, Marvel Universe. I Like, I understand why they can't do the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I, I understand why they took their approach versus following the comics to a T because the comics just kind of introduced these random characters that have maybe been mentioned before in previous comics, but just reading it from the start, it's like, like Thanos quest is literally a two comic series where Thanos just goes to a bunch of people that are not really popular comic book characters and just gets all the gems. It's just like, okay. Like he just in two, in two books in two comics, he just picks up all six infinity stones and just has them. It's like, that Oh, seems too easy. Right. It's like literally like every three pages of the comic was him just, Oh, now I got to go to this person and get his infinity gem. Now I got to go to this person and I'll get his, and so it's like, oh, well, that, that went over pretty quick. So I, I get it. But it's kind of interesting to see the uh, comic book version of events and how really it's nothing like the Marvel Universe. Like uh, Thanos, his whole 50% of the universe snap is not actually just for his own wanting. Uh, he And they introduced this. This is not number one. These comics are whatever, 30 years old, 40 years old in the 80s. So whatever that or 60s, 70s, something like that. This is not a spoiler by any means, but uh, he gets them for the mistress of death. That's like, he wants to, he wants her to love him and cherish and really, you know, he he wants to win her love. And so he's collecting these gems in order to annihilate half the universe for the mistress of death. Like that's, that's the whole purpose behind it. I actually did uh, see a little bit of that and uh, I didn't do it watching the, uh, or reading the comic books. I was able to find that kind of summary information on YouTube, which was really cool. Like I, I the, it, it piqued my interest. I wanted to watch it and kind of see, okay, uh, the, the, the old version of Thanos from, you know, whatever decade or era that came out, he's this goofy purple color and, and they, they modernized it really well with, uh, is it Josh Brolin or something? I think is the actor's name. The guy from Deadpool but, 2. Yeah. He's, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say he's from the Avengers movies, but uh, you can put from whatever you want. But yeah, uh, they they modernized it Goonies. really really there nicely. The Goonies. Yeah, sure. he was the older brother um, in Goonies. Jeez, that makes that makes him pretty old. At any rate, um, it was really cool to get the summary of, of the history of of all those different pieces and what it used to be, and then to see how they took it and adapted it to uh, the new format of things. And they definitely switched up like who got snapped. Like in the comics, Hawkeye gets snapped. It, you know, it, they definitely, 
you know, made up their own story to kind of fit a little better with the storyline. Hold on. If I may, are you implying there were writers who actually had original ideas and plot lines that followed a character? And they worked. <laughs> yeah, we were gonna we're gonna We can this. do it. We yep. can do nope, it. It's Hold time on, for guys. it. Nope, it's time for wait, it. It's wait, time wait. For if it. I may, really quick, if I may, really quick, I do want to apologize for saying no, no, no. <laughs> I apologize for saying Josh Brolin's old. I looked it up and I think um he's actually looking at his age, he's he's still very youthful and in the prime of his life, so if any of our listeners listen and I think that I think that Josh Brolin's old, he's definitely not. I apologize to him for that. You heard it here first that uh, Brent said Josh Brolin is old. He's um, not. He's not. I take it back. But this is a great transition into Game of Thrones talk. Game of Thrones talk. Just Dumb kidding. Dumber just kidding. Are we, at it again. No, no, wait, no, no, we're done. No, 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 no. We're just kidding. Kyle, just kidding. Nick, we're kidding. Star Wars Nick, we're kidding. Film. Nick, Nick, stop, stop. Kyle, you're like, with the match in a dry Discord, deafen Nick. You cannot tell Discord to do that. It doesn't work like that. It's not voice command. my thought here. It's not even. You can tell us about Star Wars. Give us a Star Wars update. Dumb and Dumber are, are the directors of of uh, Game of Thrones, that Star series Wars. that didn't have an ending and ended Star after Wars. season six. Our viewership and has gone down since we start talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> this it's is how okay. much I care because I'm just here to talk to you guys. But I love the viewers; they're great. At any rate, uh, Star Wars is coming <laughs> Man, out. We are just winning, Nick. We're doing so. Dumb good. and Dumber, uh, the directors, are in charge of Star Wars. And my my only thought on this is um, if you were looking for story, they haven't had it in uh, quite some time. Um, but if you think of it this way, the visual aspect of fantastic for the last two seasons, they were clearly just after like the picture of the year, although Avengers is going to win it because Captain America against the world is way too cool to not win it. But they were clearly just going for visually stunning story doesn't matter. But as far as Star Wars is concerned, how cool is the freaking lightsaber battle going to be? The lightsaber that battle is good or lightsaber battles. Like, it to be fair, be awesome. the, the so latest, cool. this 789, at least 7 and 8 Star Wars, that those lightsaber battles have been subpar. Like, I know people, diehards of the 4, 5, 6 of Star Wars, hated 1, 2, and 3, the prequels. But what you can't say is that they had bad lightsaber fights. The the prequel, I, one, two, three lightsaber fights, even for number one, good. like the Darth Maul fight, amazing. Like the the uh ma- the Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, that whole battle. Like yeah. you can go to YouTube and just watch that battle where it cuts out all the other BS in between and compare yeah. that to four, five, six, even number six, where it's you know Luke not Skywalker against Darth Vader. It's not even, not close, even close an awesomeness of this lightsaber battle. So the 789, the lightsaber battles in general have been a little weak sauce. It's been explainable because they're all, you know, most of the Jedi in 7-8 anyway have been, you know, noobs. But if 9, I'm really hoping for a good lightsaber battle. It has been a little bit since we've had a nice, solid, quality lightsaber battle. And I, I don't know enough about the original films. I can't speak overly intelligently about the films. But when... Uh, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the original nope, Star Wars, no, you don't need to spoil it anymore. You can just do yeah, it. Yeah, if it's over 20, when, thirty years old. Okay, when Obi Wan Kenobi uh, dies to Darth Vader, what? Really? No, I'm just kidding. When they uh, when they fight, 
that's not really an epic uh, saber battle, is it? No, no, it's <laughs> not. not. So that's what I remembered. Hold on, that's what I remembered. But then I saw a video on Facebook or something the other day where someone took the time to remake that battle. I where saw that as well. They made it what they should Same. have been. Same. And it was flipping. They should edit the original film to show because they got. Oh, the they've already done that now. five times, so they might as well do it once more. Exactly. To, to, to insert what this epic battle should have looked like. And it was so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I was to say, other than if you haven't seen it and you want to see a really good saber fight, it's everything that the, the, the final fight of these two should have been. And it shows even more that Obi-Wan was just like, no, I, I'm, I'm supposed to die here so that Luke will, you know, be affected by this and, blah, 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 per plot and story, which was a thing back in the day. And they did as uh, much so, as they could to include original footage too, which I really, like, you can yeah. tell, you can tell when it's original footage versus the new stuff, but they, they definitely tried to include as much original footage as they could. And I appreciate, Brent, have you seen this? I know Nick and I, I watched have. the whole thing. I, yeah. I usually will start a video like that and watch just like a couple of seconds of it, see if it interests me. That caught my attention the entire time. Brent, Brent will have her Twitter Very well out. edited. I was going to say, so if I may, it'd be, great, right now. it'd be great to uh, post it on Twitter for all of our twats who follow. Um, at any rate, Kyle, did we have any other li- life updates before I circle back to uh, woodworking? I know. I really do want to get this top five thing because I'm very excited about that topic. I know Brent, so the concept. Though, you want to walk us through the concept? Yeah. So uh, well, we, 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 we get other life updates. The other life updates can wait. This is a, this is a solid concept. I, I we're putting this, life on hold here. I didn't steal this. Exactly. I borrowed this idea from Reddit, and the whole idea is without saying what category it is. What is your top five? So you have a top five, whatever. So for example, I could say blue, black, green, red, orange. I don't know if that's actually the order, but you get it. Favorite colors, you know. So we'll go through our top five, whatever. And then we have to guess what each other's category is. If it gets too okay. hard, we can maybe go into like yes or no questions to like help lead us to what it is. Kind of like Dylan's, um, what's that sound? Similar thing, but you know, only if it gets difficult. But so Nick, okay. Nick is very excited about his. So we'll have Nick go first. Jumping in. He's giving I'm a top in. five. We have to guess the category. I'm coming in hot. And number one, uh, per my, my, my lead in my, uh, uh, what's the segue that uh, Brent does or whatever, where he, he changes topics. At any rate, uh, woodwork is my number one. Number two, I, I categorized a group of them, fishing, trapping. Number three, mechanical work, like fix your car. Cooking. Number five, farming. These are your top five hobbies. Top skills that guys should have. Top top skills guys should have. You had to make your nope a little longer because Discord cuts you off if you don't talk long enough. (laughs) No, that is not it, sir. Hmm. Hmm. So so say them again one more time. Is that in? Sorry, sorry. Is the is the does the order matter? Order does does not necessarily matter. No. The number one, woodworking. Number two, hunting, fishing, trapping. Number three, such as fixing your car. 
Number four, cooking. Number five, farming. That number three, I think, is a a big hint. Mechanical work, such as fix your car. Hmm. Life skills everybody should have? <laughs> no, that was that was not quite it. Um, See, what, what, things num- you need. The number five threw me off. What was things the, you farming? need if you're yeah, going to farm, survive. Farming, farming was pretty broad because, I mean, these are things I'm picturing. Like farming could be uh, managing cattle. It could be plowing a field. It could be um, you know, any number of, of items related to farming. Things you need if you're going to homestead a new prep. You're you're kind of close, I guess. I mean, you're working in the right direction as far as homesteading is an old time thing that uh, people Ooh. do at one point in time. I think I got it. Like skills that are dying off. Uh, that is that is in the the right direction. If your family member in question is actually dead or still alive. Things your grandpa taught you. Five top five things your grandfather could do that you can't. Oh, I like it. Ooh. And, and, and it's, it's, of course there are people who can woodwork and people who can hunt and fish and trap and uh, those kinds of things. But in, in general, the generational shift and my, at this point, it might even be great grandfather for the current generations, but the top five things your grandfather or great grandfather could do that you can't uh, woodworking because you don't have the tools or the experience hunting, fishing, trapping. Again, you need to have the right tools, uh, whether that's a boat, uh, a fishing reel, uh, traps, uh, places to hunt and, and weapons to hunt with mechanical work, fixing your car. How many dads or grandfathers or great grandfathers, you know, just spent a lot of time working on their cars. Do either of you change your own oil? I knew how briefly, like I I knew how to at one point and I've just been too lazy to do it. So I know how I just don't have the ability with being in an apartment complex to easily do that dispose of you have to dispose of it, which is like you're paying essentially for the disposal. When well, you I'm get pretty it done. sure if you go to like an auto zone or something, get your oil there, you can actually, they'll get, they'll take your disposal for free if you buy their oil from them, something like that. So that would be like, a good deal for me. That would be when I, when I do eventually get a house of my own, I will be changing my own oil because it's just way cheaper and it doesn't take as long. It doesn't take that long and you don't have to wait in line. You can just do it at home. Yeah, I don't and do then- it. I don't do it yet either, but it would be nice to do someday. After the mechanical work, I touch on cooking because although most of our generation knows how to use the microwave, uh, they would not be able to take the items from item number two, hunting, fishing, trapping, uh, raw items from the garden, what have you, Mm -hmm. and create uh, modern food by any means. Not that every grandfather was a great cook, more so the grandmothers, I would arguably say. But for the woodsman, I threw yeah. that in there, right? And Sounds then like- farming, that's where um, managing cattle, everything that goes with that, milking cows, um, plowing fields, knowing when to plant what and doing those kinds of things. Um, it's a pretty broad one, but I didn't want to get overly specific. That's that's why I also threw in mechanical work rather than just fix your car. Um but those were, the, in my mind, the top five things your grandfather could do that you can't today. 
as a if I may, if you went to like the grandmother thing, I think sewing's also one thing that's kind of dying I, off. Yeah. I had that for the grandfathers initially, and I, I then summarized hunting, fishing, and trapping as one so that I could get some of the other items in. But I absolutely agree that sewing and all those things that allow you to uh, maintain materials, patch things rather than buy things new. That was the way of the world back in the day. You would always like, fix things. If I, like for the robotics team, for the first robotics team that I help vol- or volunteer with, they have to sew cloth in order to make bumpers that like fit around the robot. It's basically like a piece of plywood with pool noodles in it with just some fabric over the top. But the fabric to make it easier, instead of swapping out your bumpers, you can make the fabric so it like Velcro's up or down. And so like I had to teach, like I basically had to teach them how to use a sewing machine in order to sew their bumper fabric correctly. Those oh, are yeah. things you would not expect to have to do at a robotics. Right? Yeah. There you okay. go. Robotics teaching sewing since whenever robotics started 1990s. Brent. But that's just it. So many basic skills exist that prior generations had. Now, did you guys have, in the if same- I may, sorry, did you guys have sewing in high school? I, like Brent, we had it in middle school, middle school. Yeah. Middle school. Yes. I made a wonderful pillow. I also it. had shop class uh, where we used the bandsaw and all kinds of other tools in middle school. Yes. We had that in middle school and I had it in high school through my engineering class. But for everybody else, it was, I mean, mine was an elective, but if you wanted more of that, it was purely an elective versus middle school. I think it was required for everybody. Yeah. Brent, what do you got? All right. Here we go. Top five. Uh, number one um, on the beach. Number two, and this is not in any particular order. I'm just just saying these. Uh, number two, a tree. Uh, number three, um, a mountain view. Four, swimming. Five, next to a waterfall. Ooh, the Top the five swimming. places to kiss. Yeah, no, pretty pretty much, but. <laughs> Not what I was exactly going for. Now that you say that, that sounds a lot better than um, what I was thinking. Top five places to bounce a wow wow. Is that what you're going for? I was gonna say that was my first thought, but then I'm like, no, no, because the beach, the beach throws it off. You're not, you should not be bounce a wowing on a beach. Yeah, I mean, I've never done that, but it does seem like it in like the idea sounds good, but in the reality of the sand, sounds just like a terrible plan. And now that now that Nick says places a kiss, we should go with that one. But that was not quite what I had originally in mind. Okay. okay, so you have to tell us what you had originally. Oh, you have to. You're not gonna guess it. Well, I thought. Oh, so you, oh, wait. Places to okay. kiss is not it. It's not it? that one. No, oh, it's what it should be. You made be. it sound like it was. It, it's not. It, it's what it should be, but it's not. All right, run through them real quick one more time. All right, near beach, a tree, a mountain view, swimming. Next to waterfall. I would say pictures, but while swimming, like that, that, that throws that to off. propose. Yeah. Like the swimming throws it off for proposals. Yeah. That's why I put it in there. So I put it in there. Does not it have anything to do with relationships with the opposite sex? Nope. Nope. Okay, nothing. Okay. Best places to see wildlife. That's a good one, but not, not quite. Okay. Think a little bit more. Read them off one more time. All right, all right, I'll do it one more time, and then and then I'll I'll let you know. Near beach, a tree, a mountain view, swimming. Next to a waterfall. 
to the water. Best places to get sunburned. Next to a tree, though? Yeah, because you think you're going to get covered by the shade. That's a tricky one because you're cooled off by the waterfall, so you don't Mm -hmm. feel hot. You're near a tree, so you're like, oh, I won't get sunburned, but you still will. And everything else is definitely just, oh, yeah, I'm in the water. I don't feel hot. Definitely going to get sunburned. Does it have anything to do with... Oh, sorry. What was your response to that? Oh, that was a good guess, but not 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 it. That, we need, we need more clues, more context. I, I think we have to start asking yes or no questions. Right, ask ask a couple of questions, and then I'll give it to you. We'll keep it going too long. We, can we confirm again that has nothing to do with the opposite sex? It is a a personal event. Okay. A personal event. Um, best place? No, I was going to say take a nap, but the the swimming thing definitely throws that for. <laughs> Not napping. Oh, maybe best sounds. Ooh, good guess. It's it's not an auditory thing, or okay. it's it's more visual. It's more visual and something else with that. So, <laughs> all right, I got I got nothing. All right, okay, give, us a, place, give us a good clue. Give us a good clue. A good clue. You actually do this every day. Maybe multiple times. This place to go to the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> While swimming. Okay. Right, read best through those places, one more time. Go through best, one more time. So near a beach, uh, I have a picture that I, I took of a, a beach in Dominican Republic of a place that I, I had the view where I peed and it was phenomenal. It's a background on my phone, actually. Um, a tree. <laughs> there is a tree that I had at camp that we went to. Uh, and worked at for a long time. That was just the perfect. I called it the pea tree. It was. We had it was a pea awesome. plant when we were in cabin four. Yeah, I, I had the pea tree, and this is my <laughs> my personal thing. It's right off the trail though, so it's kind of sketchy. I had to make sure no one was looking. But um, anytime you can get a good view from a mountain, like you're on a mountain hike, and you can get a nice overlook of the scenery. That's the classic Tyrion piss off the end of the world kind of thing. Exactly. Um, swimming, I've had some experiences swimming where you let it go and it's just who does not. Else. That's every time Absolutely. I'm swimming. If I have to pee, I'm just peeing. I like So if I may, the uh Brent, when we came out and visited you in Seattle, we did go on a hike up to uh what what lake was that? Yes. Lake or uh whatever. Snow Lake. Snow Lake. We went to Snow Lake and in the crater that is Snow Lake uh, on the top of this big hill i don't know if it qualifies as a mountain um at the top of this big hill there's a a lake in a crater essentially and uh when we were hiking down towards the lake a sign that said bathroom this way and uh after having hiked the entire way up um and drank water of course to stay hydrated as one should during a hike uh, i had to use the facilities and uh i followed the signs and I found myself in probably one of the most, if not the most, uh, scenic bathrooms ever. And I call it a bathroom because that is where people go to the bathroom. But it was a wooden box with a cap on it uh, that had a toilet seat underneath said cap to keep uh, critters out of it. Dude, Boundary but, Water is uh, even better you were than sitting that. Oh, no, it was a beautiful looking view. at the lake looking at the mountain view and the mist rolling or the mist slash fog rolling in and out. Um, 
oh my gosh. Uh, talk about places to go to the bathroom uh, that are just breathtakingly beautiful. If your experience isn't already uh, quite fantastic, that'll make it that way. So, you know, you know, they say they say um, that sometimes I hear the toilet referred to as as the throne. Most toilets do not live up to that billing. It's no lake with that view. You were truly on a throne. You are. I, I, I just remember when we were in Boundary Waters for Boy Scouts, like the bathrooms at the campsites were literally a piece of PVC pipe or something that was, or maybe it was like a wrapped piece of plastic, like just a, a cylinder coming out of the ground with a toilet seat on top of it. And that was it. That was your bathroom in Boundary Waters. You literally sit like, you know, there'd be a small trail off the backside of the campsite that went back maybe 50 to a hundred feet. Uh, you'd sit on this, um, toilet in the middle of the woods. You're literally just on a nothing around you, just literally on a toilet in the middle of the woods. And you just brought your toilet paper back there with you. You went and you came back. If you had to pee, you yep. just go pee on a tree. Same, same idea. Same idea. All right, Kyle, what's your top five? Let's I'm going to read mine in reverse order. Whoa. Number five, a tube of super glue. Number four, uh, an airwing model from the game Starlink. It's a, 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 a plastic model of an airwing. The thing that Star um, Fox, Star Fox Starlink? flies yeah, the, the, from the Star Fox games. One of those mod, uh, a plastic model of that. Number three, uh, my hedgehog Zeke. Number two, a knife. And number one, Legos. Oh, um, the top oh. five worst things to step on. Ah, oh, damn it. Damn. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Oh, I was so happy with that. I list. was lost there. I could not. I could not. The Lego must have. First try? It. The Lego probably gave it away. Oh, that was. Yeah. Five was well, tube, I, su- I, tube of super glue, a plastic A-wing model, which this thing is like, and they're all things in my room currently. So it's top five okay. worst <laughs> things I could step on currently in my room. In, in the room I'm currently in. So, Man, yeah, that was super clutch. Wow. Star, Starlink no, airing I, I, model. That thing is really pointy. The hedgehog uh, is pretty obvious. A knife. And then I got to put Legos above knife because that's just the classic thing to yeah, say yeah. about Legos. No, yeah. I was I was on to you. I was on to you from the very beginning. You had me when but, you were like hedgehog and knife. Because uh, at first I was thinking like model, like you're modeling something. You know, you have the, uh, the model R-wing. You use super glue to put together. Yeah, you know, like the hedgehog. I'm like, that has nothing to do with. Uh, and everything had a point except the super glue. And I'm like, well, that's not sharp, but it'd be irritating. It'd be real bad to step on. Step <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, I would be terrible. I would. I would uh, put in the disclaimer. It would be irritating to step in the super glue, but not a big deal because super glue is actually. That's why it was number bandage. five. Uh, that's yeah. why it was number five. I mean, your foot could potentially get super glued to the ground. But you could also just get, you know, some nail polish remover and it wouldn't be as we, bad as some of the other uh, things potentially. I've seen super glue be pretty bad though. We had a, a counselor who was not known to be oh the brightest tool in the shed. He takes the Alex. okay sign, right? He takes his other fingers, puts them in between that okay sign in another circle. So he has two circles that he is super glued together and could not yeah. get them off for the super rest of the night. Super glue is his thumb to pointer finger. And then takes the other hand and basically handcuffs himself by going thumb to pointer finger through his already super glued thumb and pointer finger on his other hand. 
So yeah, he was, it was just he was stuck good. He was stuck very good. Uh, the ideas of youth. That's all I can say. <laughs> that was ridiculous. That's that's my when I think super glue, I think of that, and I just want to stay the heck away from it. Like, no, thank you. Uh, we got a couple more minutes. I want to kind of touch back on some of the life update stuff. And I had an interesting experience. I think we went. It wasn't on Memorial Day. Maybe maybe it was Saturday or Sunday. Maybe it was Sunday we went. So I did do something that weekend. We I went to my very first MLS game or the Major League Soccer. We went to the the Colorado Rapids versus some other team that started with a B. Um, Colorado Rapids won three to two. It was actually it was actually a really good game. Like I enjoyed it. But that was my first ever professional soccer I've ever seen, uh, like in person. Like I played FIFA. I watched some of the World Cup. But like being there in person, like those guys are a lot bigger than they look on the FIFA screen. And I'm not even that big of a FIFA guy, but you know, on TV versus and FIFA, those guys are actually pretty big dudes. Like, and there was actually in at least American MLS, it seemed a lot less BS of injuries. Like there was still a couple here and there, but it seemed a lot less than FIFA Lake or the FIFA world cup. Everybody was falling over all over the place. They get, you know, flopping like crazy, but the, most of the times that somebody went down, it was like, a, okay, that actually, it probably doesn't hurt as much as they're showing, but that could have actually hurt it, hurt, hurted. And there was actually two guys on the other team that that actually got hurt enough where they did pull themselves, like they did get pulled out of the game and they like were forced to sub. So they actually ended up using like one of their subs in the first half, which my wife played soccer through college. And she said, that's a very bad thing to have to use one of your subs in the first half. Cause in MLS, once you get subbed out, like you can't, you don't, number one, you only get three subs, but once you're like subbed out, you can't go back in. So like, there was actually a big deal. And so the guy was like legit hurt from playing soccer, which now that I've actually watched the game and seen some of these like headers where they're both like two people or two guys are going for the same header. Like, Oh my God. Like Juliana at one point said like soccer is actually one of the sports with the most concussions. And I think I actually believe it. Like it seemed like at least every single person on the field went up for a header where they could have collided with a ball coming in hot or somebody else's head at least once in that whole game. It's like, dang, like you, I can understand why concussions are actually a pretty decently big deal in MLS. If I may, I right before homecoming, I think my freshman year, uh, I was on the freshman soccer team and I only went for one header the entire year. I was thinking, this is my chance to be aggressive. The ball is right where my head's going to be. I'm going to jump up and get to it. Another player from actually your high school, Nick, went for it as well. We collided. We didn't hit the ball. We hit each other. Oh, no. Uh, I left with a black eye. I'm pretty sure because he didn't get in the rest of the game. Like, he left with a concussion. Like, I could definitely – I was lucky I had a really hard head, but, like, I could easily see how that could happen. It's not why you gotta why you gotta hurt my my high school's players. I think they won, but um, I didn't mean to. I I thought it was gonna be great. I'm like I'm doing it. They won (laughs) from my high school. (laughs) Yeah. So headers suck is the moral of the story. I also in general like this year has been a lot of my like firsts, quote unquote, for like professional games. Like I, th- I, I want to hit up a professional uh, lacrosse game. I think that would be super fun to go to. And apparently, there's a Colorado professional lacrosse team here as well. So like that has high potential. 
But like, I also went to my very first NBA game with the Nuggets and it was like, I don't know, like professional games are definitely a lot of fun. Definitely pretty expensive, but MLS, not so expensive. I think we got actually good tickets. We got like, there were by good tickets, there were 35 bucks a ticket and it was right on midfield. And actually it, the stadium is fairly small. We were all the way up, but like honestly being all the way up was probably ideal. And cause we were also right next to the like stairs to go back to the concessions and whatnot. But like soccer, like there was some deals online where like for some of the crappier, like corner tickets, it was like 25 bucks. And that includes a free beer and a free hot dog. It's like, Oh my, like it doesn't get much better than that. Like it's I so cheap. Heather. Same thing with like MLB games. Like, baseball's so cheap to go to as far as professional sports are concerned. If you can go on the weekday or like at an off time or against not a very good opponent, you can get some really good deals. Uh, the one MLS game we went to, the, the Sounders here in Seattle, we probably paid 15 bucks total, including tax for our two tickets. But it oh was, boy. I think like a, it was like a Thursday night and it was actually really good seats. Like it was back, but it was covered. It was on the it was on the ground level, but it was covered underneath. So when it rained, we didn't get the rain. We oh, still saw it pretty fine. Like, I, it was one of those like a season ticket holder was just trying to get rid of it because they couldn't go to that. He's going to go on. Yeah. He's going to go on a Thursday. So I mean, if you can get him on the right off chance, you can really get some good deals. Same with baseball. You go on a day game in the middle of the the week, you probably get those for dirt cheap. Right. Yeah. Julian and I were talking like maybe this next upcoming MLS season, like we'll look at how much season tickets actually would be. Cause like that was super fun. And if season tickets are only like 400 bucks or something like that, like why not? Like <laughs> can't, especially if we can get decent tickets for a couple hundred bucks for the whole season or something like that. Like it has high, pretty high potential. It was a pretty good time too. Nick, didn't you just go to like a, a, a the MLB game with the Twins Brewers in Minneapolis? Ah, I went last night to the Brewers versus the Twins, and the Twins got the win. I am a Brewers fan. I support all of Wisconsin sports, and uh, the only sport I will support, particularly in Minnesota, is the Minnesota Wild, because Wisconsin does not have a hockey team. Uh, in the NHL to support. So went to the game with some friends. I suppose that's another part of a, a life update that I didn't necessarily include because hey, the Brewers didn't. it's okay. It's all good. We started with life update. We had some fun stuff in the middle and now we're ending with a little bit of finishing up life update. I'm telling you why it's not important because the oh. Brewers didn't win. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's the most important uh. aspect, but uh, yeah, I got to check out that game and uh, they had, $5 tickets because the attendance has sucked in the first oh, month boy. because the weather's the weather's just been awful. Oh, I got So you. they sold $5 tickets for like standing room only. And uh, we have a friend who likes to organize activities for all of us and found that. So we all went in on those $5 tickets and just went and sat up in some random section because uh, the rest of these sections were empty anyway. So I uh, had a good time, went to the game. Uh, my biggest knock on the uh, experience was the same knock I had the last time I went to a Twins game. There's not a there's not a damn dessert worth having in the stadium. As a stadium connoisseur of sorts, and Kyle, maybe you remember going to a Packer game with me, Nate, oh, yeah. and Paul. That was a, that was a great time. Uh, a number of years ago. Uh, a great time was had by all. That was only like two, three years um, ago. 
That was two years ago. Something like that. Yeah. Not last season, but the season before. At any rate, uh, you went to the game with me, and I'm not sure if you remember, but I disappeared for some time, and I came back with probably the most decadent, huge piece of cake and ice cream uh, that people have ever seen. And that's because I know in Lambeau that they have a special deal on chocolate cake and ice cream that only goes to the boxes. However, there is one stand and only one stand in the entire stadium that does sell it, and I know where it is. So I went and found that stand, and oh, I, I hit my, I hit my sweet tooth, and that made me happy. Um, <laughs> Nick, but Nick I went for to, our viewers, where's the stand? Because that's only like, whoa, 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 can't whoa, 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 for whoa, our whoa. viewers. This is inside no, info for our viewers. That I, I don't respect the viewers. No, uh, <laughs> I, I can't share such coveted information. Um, that and frankly, I couldn't describe it if my life depended on it. Like. I, I just follow my nose and I have a knack for finding these things but I, within Lambo. It's, it's like, it's like directions in the street. Like I'm the street, I'm the street walker who, who would be able to tell you, Oh yeah, you're going to go until you hit the culvers. You're going to take a right. You're going to take a, uh, about a three block drive until you hit the Denny's and you're going to take a left. And then there's going to be a house with a red roof. And you're going to take a right there. And it's the second house on the left. I don't know any of the street names, but I know exactly how to get there. That's me in Lambo. I, I don't know any of the section numbers. I don't pay attention to that. But if I'm in Lambo and I get about 10 seconds to just look around, I'll tell you exactly where to go and how to get there. But I can't like hard can't to describe. describe kind it. Of th- yeah, yeah. No, okay, I get you. Uh, otherwise, otherwise I would tell our 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 viewers where that is, but uh that can be a, a secret for you to uh ferret out if you're ever Do you know what fl- like, like what field. floor it's on? Do you know what floor it's on? We'll give them that at I, least. I, I know exactly what floor it's on. Um, it's it's within the atrium. It's it's in, in the atrium on the, oh boy, is it second or third floor? I'd have to look at it, but it's, it's in go. the that's atrium. Enough. That's enough for somebody that's really area. desperate for some good chocolate cake to be able and to scope. There is, find. yes, a, a what, I, what I will blatantly call a giant piece of chocolate cake with chocolate frosting with um, chocolate chips in the chocolate frosting it is absolutely amazing and i think they put ice cream with it too if i'm remembering correctly but at any rate the the moral of this story is you will clog your arteries for fairly cheap i was in the twin stadium i wouldn't say it was cheap uh but i was in the twin stadium and as a connoisseur of sorts did a, a marathon of walking i think i missed three innings the first time i was there which was not this Whoa. last time but I, I just went up and down and all around to every single place that I could get into with the minimum price ticket. And um, the 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 only ice cream offering they have is Izzy's, which is a very good ice cream. However, it's not Izzy's hard serve. It's Izzy's soft serve and soft serve ice cream is not worth the money. It's just it's just not good in comparison. So. Um, I, I searched for anything, chocolate, cake, brownies, nothing. So uh, the first time I was heartbroken after having walked a marathon around their stadium three different times on four different levels, uh, th- th- there just wasn't a dessert to be found. <coughs> Once again, I, I, I took Megan with me this time and, and just went for a, a long walk looking for desserts. There was a lovely lady who had had a little bit too much to drink who fell down the stairs, and that was mildly entertaining. However, uh, <laughs> desserts 
were there to be found. And uh, I ended up getting a, um, they actually have shock top beer, which I was pretty excited about. It's a Belgian white, but I, I got one of those and it's a very large can of beer. And I think I only had about it a It only cost it. you $12. I I only had about a third of that before I just gave it to my my friends who were in a a more a jovial mood. So um, that was that was my dessert for the evening. However, Megan and I went and got ice cream this evening to make up for it. So I'm I'm fairly happy with that. But there you go. I will say all in all, the Twin Stadium sucks for dessert. I, I will say the the Rocky Stadium is actually pretty good for uh, food choices. I guess I did not particularly scope out their dessert options per se. I am a big fan of in sporting events having the whole salted pretzel with cheese. Uh, but yeah, Rocky Rocky Stadium, pretty good options for snack foods and whatnot. But the Nuggets and Avalanche, the Pepsi Center, was it is hot garbage for pretzels or nachos. Like it, the Pepsi Center is lacking. I'm sure their Pepsi is fine, but everything else is very lacking in uh, food quality. Like their you get Pepsi is fine. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I sure hope so. If they're the Pepsi Center and they have crappy Pepsi, there there's something wrong there. But yeah, the food was... options in the Pepsi Center were definitely underwhelming. Although the seats, the seats in the Pepsi Center are those nice padded seats everywhere, and they're very comfy seats. So I'll give them that, but condiments and concessions, hot garbage. As a little myth, uh, another note, as a uh Wisconsin boy in foreign territory in, in Minnesota. I was a little miffed that the Minneapolis, Minnesota twins, uh, they they have cheese curds. Them more Minnesotan, because that's a thing. They put their cheese curds in a cardboard canoe when they sell them. Oh, it gets <laughs> worse. Like, in Minnesota, they like to do a marinara sauce with their cheese I don't have a problem with marinara. Not sauce. with cheese curds. With with moth sticks, okay. Moth sticks, absolutely. But cheese, cheese sticks curds, is ketchup. Cheese curds know. belong on the on, a ketchup with cheese curds. Yeah, like, yeah he can't, okay. He just lost all. You just, oh, yeah, what do you guys do with? What do you guys? Ranch is good too. I Ranch eat is good as well. nothing with cheese curds. Cheese curds deserve their own. They, they are themselves. Listen they, to the man preach. A beer. A beer is the best thing to go with cheese curds. That is the only Loading. thing you're allowed to have with cheese curds. You don't get, you you don't get ketchup with cheese curds. I could hey, maybe that, understand ranchaholics wanting ranch with cheese curds. Maybe. But that's like... The ranch I, on these curds. Ketchup? <laughs> ketchup? No. No, sir. We talking, <laughs> we talking about ketchup? Uh, ketchup? It has to be a, on cheese a curds. top ranch. That's yeah, a well, Brent, you are cut off. There's no ketchup on cheese curds. We'll find a way to mute you. I will yeah. kick you well, to another lobby. Even better, we'll just end now before Brent can insult the Wisconsin cheese curd any but, longer. But the, no, no. The, that was uh, episode 50 of If I May. I hope everybody enjoyed except for listening to Brent and his cheese curds in ketchup monstrosity oh, of an idea. Heronius on all accounts. Ketchup on his steak next. <laughs> We do I, do an episode. Some... No, 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 no. You don't get to talk now. You've lost credibility with putting ch- ketchup on goddamn cheese curds. That no, you are not a Wisconsinite. You are officially owned by Seattle. Well, you've been disowned. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. <laughs> We're bringing a new episode every Thursday. We have merch if you want that. There are cool T-shirts. They have our logo on them. 
it's available. You'll find it. There's links and stuff, maybe. Uh, no if you marinara want to, or ranch sauce. No marinara ranch sauce in our merch. None at all. Maybe that's almost t-shirt worthy. If if you moving on, if you want to if contact with us, public, we will have a beer with you. If you're wearing our merch. Oh, for sure. We will buy you a beer. If we see you in public with our merch maybe on two. what I said, maybe two, <laughs> there, you, there you go. Maybe even two. If we find you in public with our merch on, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we do have the email and Twitter, uh, at Zarabust or Zarabust at gmail.com. Otherwise, uh, besides Brent with his ketchup cheese curds, everybody else can have a great Thursday and we'll see everybody else. And we'll probably see Brent as well, where he'll have to defend himself and his cheese curds next Thursday. Have a great week.